The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready to be inspired, uplifted, and motivated to greatness? It's time for Star Style. Be the star you are. With your effervescent personal growth coaches, the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, and health specialist, Heather Brittany. Define your vision, discover your passion, and design your future in this power-packed hour of life-changing talk radio. Featuring authors and success experts dedicated to helping you achieve the results you deserve. Be entertained, edutained, encouraged, and empowered. Smile, have fun, and celebrate you. Explore your potential and embrace your possibilities with your hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany on Star Style. Be the star you are, starting right now. Hello, Power Partners, and welcome to Radio's Finest Hour of Power, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, a program of positive talk. My name is Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And we are always so happy to be your personal growth success coaches here on the airwaves with you every single week on World Talk Radio between 3 and 4 p.m. Pacific Time. We know you have a plan for your life. You've set goals. You know where you want to go. And there's going to be a few detours, but that's where we come in. We're here to help you ignite your power and shoot for the stars because we've got you on our radar. The Miracle Moment is brought to you by Star Style Productions, coaching you for writing, speaking, and media interviews. Call 925-377-STAR or visit StarStyleProductions.com to book your session. You can be the star you are. And this is a Guatemalan proverb. Everyone is the age of their heart. So think about that one. So how old are we, Heather? If our hearts, you know, I'm not sure. Maybe I don't know if I want to be 13 today or 33. Anyway, my heart's young, that's for sure. Well, in today's show, we're going to be discussing a relatively unknown, beautiful wine country treasure. We're also going to be talking about the price of beauty And how reading makes us happier, because we really want you to read and succeed. We have a motto here at Be The Star You Are Charity, to be a leader, you must be a reader. So we're going to be talking about reading. Well, there is a beautiful area nestled near the desert in Southern California that is a hidden gem of wineries, hotels, and eateries with a little bit of a Western flavor. The treasure is called Temecula, and It is one of Heather's favorite places. She's going to give us an up-close and personal tour of her very, very special getaway destination. Well, take it away, Heather Brittany. (laughs) Exactly. Well, it's nestled inside Riverside County, just a little bit further in of the Inland Empire and a little bit north of San Diego, which is beautiful Temecula, California. 
And many people don't know that when we think of California, one of our big associations is the amazing wine country. And we always think of Napa. And in most recent years also, um, Paso Robles has become a big place for it, and slowly Santa Barbara too. And with just wine being everywhere, of course, it had to trickle its way down to Southern California um, to where I just absolutely love. So growing up very close to Napa, you know, and that, and wine being in our blood, I've always just tried and been finding, you know, cool wine bars, cool kind of wine areas. And when I was living in San Diego, it was the first time I had even heard of this place called Temecula. And now it's only 45 minutes um, northeast of San Diego and um, about southeast, an hour and a half from Los Angeles. Went there, absolutely fell in love with it. It's a different climate, different feel, and smaller, too, but with all these great wineries. There's actually 35 uh, wineries in Temecula, and it's been... That's a lot more than I knew. I thought there were like 20. That's really pretty much... Yeah, so there's 35, and and something is you really... um, The wines aren't there are amazing, but they're not very well known. Um, There's been, actually, you know, San Juan Capistrano um, was about 200 years ago when they first started making wines down there. And in the early 60s and 70s, they started putting in um, the winery, putting in grapes in Temecula, but it wasn't until October of 1984 did um, Temecula Valley actually get its um, established as an ABA, which is American Viticultural Area. So it's fairly, it's just not, it's not even 30 years old yet. And um, with it being so new and so undiscovered, it has such a sweet charm to it. And everyone is so friendly there. And it's such a beautiful area. And that's actually where we've now decided to get married because we thought it's such a special place to us. We wanted to share it with everyone. Um, for, because it's nestled right in between San Diego and San Bernardino as well as Los Angeles, it's a big commuter place as well. So when a lot of people are kind of traveling through, um, they'll stop in there. And, and the big thing there is there's the casino aspect of there is a Pachanga resort um, that can accommodate, I think, something like 2,000 people. But that's a little bit further down the road. And I, I don't like people, you know, nothing to downsize that place, but, you know, it's not a casino area. But there is that aspect. It's really well known for the quaint little bed and breakfast that they have. And a lot of the bed and breakfasts are associated with the wineries. Um, for example, there is South Coast Winery. Um, that has its own bed and breakfast and spa and Chiron winery and bed and breakfast and Ponte, um, all these really small, quaint, beautiful places. And um, the only, the only, I'd say the only known wine that you can purchase in stores is Wilson Creek's Almond Champagne. I personally think Wilson Creek makes some wonderful wines, but Almond Champagne is not my cup of tea. Oh, <laughs> you know, I mean, neither, Heather. It's like, it sounds so good because, like, I love Jergens hand lotion. I love almonds. I love, uh, I love, you know, what is the, what's the cake that has almond paste in it? Oh, marzipan. I love uh-huh. all that, but oh my gosh, when I tasted almond champagne, oh my god, that could just get you sick. That wasn't that wasn't good. But there are other good wines there. Yeah, and you know the the funny thing about so with uh, Wilson's Creek and Wilson's Creek is a gorgeous winery, and they host a lot of weddings there. And of course, and that's I mean we're having our wedding in Temecula, um, just as the Napa Valley is. Temecula is known for having their their beautiful extravagant. 
um, weddings there. And right now, you know, because it is so up and coming, um, it's really special. You know, not that many people have done it or gone to it. And it's kind of a sweet little close destination for us. But the interesting thing about this only champagne that's sold in stores is almond champagne. Um, I want to say hi, kudos to Wilson's Creek. I think it's wonderful. But for me, with the almond champagne, I really feel you can have one glass of fun, but beyond that kind of feels like a headache. And the funny thing is the almond champagne is the one champagne. Um, they don't even make it on site. They make it at a completely different facility. Um, but it still has to make a stamp on it. Their in-house wines that they make are just wonderful, as are so many others. We're actually members at one called Villa de Sol that um, very small, just basically just a tasting room, and we just found there and, and loved it. This spot was amazing wine. Um, really fun things that up there, similar to Calistoga and the Napa Valley, is they're big on the weekends of doing those sunset or sunrise balloon rides, and it's just so gorgeous. I had the chance. I haven't done the one up there. I've done one actually in Calistoga, but early in the morning, watching over um, the fields, basically, it's just gorgeous. You know, it, there's just a cluster of these gorgeous air balloons, and it's amazing. Um, you can also do, they do a horseback riding that you can do horsebacking from each winery. They do four-wheeler rides. They do, um, what are those big, giant SUV-style um, Range Rover, you know, those. They can do the limo tours. You know, some of Well, and they actually have the, like, the horse and buggy rides and that exactly. kind of thing. And there was that one winery, Shadow Brook or something, that has those gorgeous uh, Clydesdale horses that pull a wagon so you can go on hay rides. That's exactly. very fun. Yeah, and I mean, it's so, it's so sweet up there, I feel. Um, and again, it has, it's a different, uh, different climate and different because it's, a lot of people, when they think wine country, they instantly think Napa Valley. It's definitely a uh, different terrain, different soil, and that one it makes different grapes. It's, it's about 500 miles um, south of San Francisco. So what that actually does is um, it's getting a different angle from the sun and a greater solar intensity. As we said, it's a little bit closer out to the de- desert area. So with that kind of change um, in climate-wise, it produces different wines. So varietals, um, since 1966, I said when the grapes were first being grown there, um, whatever they had put in, we know the Napa is really big, especially California for their Zinfandel. But the biggest things growing right now in um, Temecula are their Chardonnays, their Merlot, uh, their Sauvignon Blanc, and most recently they started doing um, a variety of a Mediterranean grape such as uh, Viognier, Syrah, and Pinot Gris. We actually bought... Um, a whole case of Vignet when we were there because we were so impressed by it. It was just so amazingly delicious and crisp. And um, because Temecula Valley does get a lot hotter in the summertime, it can get up to like 115. It's a little too hot sometimes. Um, but with those hotter climates, they produce different grapes. So it can be good for Cabernets, um, Zinfandels, and then um, less suited climates for sort of like a, a Pinot Noir um, isn't, isn't exactly something that's well-grown there. Um, sometimes they say that, you know, it's a smaller place, but they actually, tourism-wise, is grown. I think um, you get a totally different experience when you go there during the weekdays during the, um, versus the weekend. Saturdays and Sundays are their most um, impact days because a lot of people come up, um, either come up from San Diego or come down from Los Angeles, and they do, you know, the Bachelorette, the um, 
That's right. You know, bridal, baby showers, little wine. Yeah, it seemed so, like big party time on the weekends with a lot of people that were a bit inebriated yeah, as opposed yeah, to just and, wine um, tasting. And, yeah, so actually, you know, tourism-wise, they do about $538 million a year, which is great. And they always, what I loved about it, if you go um, on the Temecula Wine Growers website, they have this whole coupon little section where you can print out all these two-for-one tastings, um, half-off at lunch, all these things um, that really help out because, you know, tasting was, you know, go from anywhere from 5 to $15 per tasting. So have something that kind of discounts it, especially when you're in a larger group, really helps with that. As well as you go to the Temecula Wine Growers Association's uh, website, um, with that too, you can find out what's going on in Temecula. I feel every month they have all kinds of um, exciting little, you know, parades and festivals and farmer's markets and all these things that just make it really we and down home that I, I like that, that I'm so excited um, that we're going to be having our wedding there because it feels really special. It feels elegant as in that it's this wine country with a wonderful wine, a beautiful backdrop, but it's small that everyone knows people. Um, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't, it's far from the city. There's, it's, it's just beautiful. One thing that's kind of funny is that it, night they have a sound ordinance and I believe it's either 10 or 11 and you really experience one night we were out sitting our little back porch thing and um, that we could hear a wedding going on. And as soon as I think it was 10, 10 p.m., boom. Yeah, it's at 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock is the sound ordinance. It's because it's in a valley. There's two mountains or hills. I don't know if you want to call them mountains or hills. And the sound bounces back and forth. And you can almost, you can hear every word of the song. And it's a long ways away. That's, it's very interesting how the sound travels there. Yeah. And, you know, and so one thing you know, I recommend... People, if they're um, choosing to, you know, come and visit, which I truly, totally support this this amazing little community. I think it's, not only I think it's so different um, bringing back Temecula wines. A lot of people haven't heard of it. When I remember first telling you guys about it, no one heard about this Temecula, probably thinking it was this sort of hokey, to, not at all. It's beautiful. It's elegant. The wine's really up and coming. You'll kind of feel like you're doing, you're ahead of the game, that you're the first one to know about this. Currently, right now, on a lot of those um, Groupon, Living Social, Travelu sites, um, there's been, in the last couple of months, I've seen things for various bread and breakfasts that include a bottle of their wine, include tasting tickets. I recommend people take advantage of this. If you're flying um, into California or from Northern California, your best bet would be to fly into San Diego because it's only a 45-minute drive. If you live here down in Southern California, as I said, it's an hour and a half from L.A., 45 minutes from San Diego, and you can kind of, if you're somewhere in between there, you can figure out from there. Um, just heading out, heading out east. Um, and if you're out there, then you can even go out to Palm Springs. It's that close. It's another an hour and a half from Palm Springs. Um, oh, it is um, really a spectacular place. And I really love just exactly what you say is that it, it does remind me of uh, Napa Valley, you know, like 30 years ago or something. So it has that kind of feeling to it. And I like the fact that uh, people, you know, people really care about it. They're really proud of it. And um, everything is, it's just, it is really just a, a great getaway place. So I, I think you're, um, the Travel Zoo, I was going to mention it, I'm glad you did. The Travel Zoo 
and the Groupon, if you guys are, if anybody's going in that direction, check out those places because there's always something that one of the places is doing. That's how we stayed there when we stayed at Chiron. It was terrific. We found it uh, on uh, Travel Zoo, I think it was. So yeah, that was really fun. Exactly. And there's so many little private estates, too. I know when I first went out there to stay, we stayed at this ranch, this basically private little bed and breakfast ranch where all the little houses were bungalows. It was so cute, so quaint. We rented, a, had a little town car drive us away around one day um, that was very inexpensive as well as it was a safe. I think, you know, the base thing up there in wine country, knowing your limits and knowing also that there are so many packages up there that allow um, for you to have fun and get around safely. So definitely look into those as well. And going to, they have this very cute little town um, in their main town called Old Town that um, I still need to explore even more than I have. Um, they have the Temecula Soap Company and Candle Company. Um, they make some amazing, not just wine up there, but amazing olive oil. Um, check all those things out. Support, you know, local communities. Um, and I think it just makes such a great trip and a great gift getting stuff there. It's so new. You're supporting California. If you're any of those Californians interested in supporting um, local communities, it's only 33,000 acres um, all the way around, and the Appalachians are only 5,000. So, um, you know, I highly recommend, you know, new, new year, new adventures coming up. Um, that people kind of check in and get a bottle of um, some of the wonderful, of all those uh, 35 different wineries out there. Um, they've got, again, I think their vineyards are amazing. They've also got um, some, one of my most favorite is they called a Trilogy, which is a blend. Um, I believe it's uh, Cab Franc, uh, Cabaret, uh, Zinfandel, and uh, Cabernet Sauvignon. And uh, I just get out there. So much fun. Um, I cannot wait for our wedding next year and for to share that. Well, we'll keep everybody posted, Heather, and I think you better contact the uh, the Wine Institute down there and let them know that you you are promoting Temecula. So <laughs> there's a lot of great places there, and well, we will keep you posted. Great segment on a hidden gem of a winery, Temecula, California. So you can, we have some pictures on the website. You can check that out at starstyleradio.com. Now, don't go away. When we come back, we're going to look at the price of beauty. My name is Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Whitney. And this is Star Style. Be the star you are. Stay tuned. The star you are. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. The Chinese have a powerful proverb that states, if you want joy for an hour, take a nap. If you want joy for a day, go fishing. If you want joy for a year, inherit a fortune. But if you want joy for a lifetime, help someone else. Joy is a feeling of fulfillment. It can be found at work, at home, and anywhere when you're willing to experience it. Every day, in every way, share joy with everyone you know. Offer a smile, a kind word, a compliment. Help with a taxing project. Your joy will bless them, but it blesses you more. So give joy every day, and your bottom line will rejoice as well. 
You are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. This is Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information about Star Style Productions, visit starstyleproductions.com or call 925-377-STAR to book a session. That's 925-377-STAR. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Get a positive prescription for living and discover a cure for adversity when you make a difference in the lives of others by donating to Be The Star You Are, a 501c3 top-rated charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth through increased literacy, positive media, and tools for living. www.bethestarur.org All donations are tax-deductible. www.bethestarur.org Be the lucky star Are you a teenager with lots to say, but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel. And join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com You can express yourself. This business of show business is calling out to me. Avoid the scams and get started acting or modeling with a consultation from acting and media coach Cynthia Bryan, who has guided the entertainment careers of thousands of students of all ages for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. That's 925-377-STAR. You're listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Get ready to be inspired, entertained, and motivated to greatness with positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Turn up the volume. Tune in to the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Now, back to the program with the Oprah of the airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Well, this is Cynthia Bryan with you, and I'm really glad that you stayed with us here for our second segment Because we are going to talk about the price of beauty. A new study indicates that beautiful people are happier people, but they're not always happier for the same reasons. For handsome men, for example, the extra kicks are more likely to come from economic benefits like increased wages, while women are more apt to find joy just looking in the mirror. Now, I found that a little bit hard to believe. I hardly look in a mirror, and probably if somebody was to see me most of the time, they would say you have to look in the mirror a little bit more. But women feel that beauty is inherently important. This is according to the University of Texas at Austin, um, where the labor economist Daniel Hammermish has done a study about beauty. 
He says that women feel bad if they're ugly. Now, I have no idea what they are judging ugly on. And unfortunately, I think the media has something to do with this. He is, Hammermesh is the acknowledged father of what's called pulchronomics. It's the economic study of beauty. And it can be really a perilous undertaking. He once enraged an audience of young Mormon women, many of whom aspired to stay home with future children, by explaining that homemakers tend to be homelier than their working girl peers. Since beautiful women tend to be paid more, they have more incentive to stay in the workforce, he said. So he doesn't see any reason to mince words. He's um, almost 70, and he rates himself a solid three on the one to five look scale that he uses in his research. So he just considers himself average. But the pursuit of good looks drives several mammoth industries. In 2010, just listen to this. Americans spent $845 million on facelifts alone. Now, that's just facelifts. That We're not talking face creams or lotions or under-eye moisturizers or facials. We're talking surgery. But few economists focused on beauty's financial power until the mid-1990s when Hammermesh and his colleague Jeff Biddle of Michigan State University became the first scholars to track the effect of appearance on earnings potential for a large sample of adults. Now, like many other desirable commodities, beauty is scarce, they say, and that scarcity commands a price. A handsome man is poised to make 13% more during his career than someone who is looks challenged. Now, Again, we, I don't know what they're judging the looks challenged on because, as we've always said, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. But in, if other people assume that you are, you have a challenge uh, when it comes to the look department, you may get paid less. Now, interestingly, the net benefit is slightly less for ugly women who make up the difference by trading on their looks to marry men with higher earning potential. So sometimes, you, if you've noticed, you might see. Um, a beautiful woman with an ugly man, and that man will probably do pretty well because he has a pretty wife, and then vice versa. And some studies have shown that attractive people are more likely to be hired in a recession. So lookism extends into professions seemingly detached from aesthetics. For example, hope, homely quarterbacks earn 12% less than their easy-on-the-eyes rivals. Hot economics professors designated by the number of chili peppers awarded at uh, at this website, they earn 6% more than members of their departments who fall to garner accolades along the lines. Now, Hammermesh argues that there's not much we can do to improve our beauty. There are even studies suggesting that for every dollar spent on a cosmetic product, we only get four cents in return. So... I guess that lipstick that I just bought is really an abysmal investment. <laughs> but inborn beauty isn't always lucrative. One 2006 study showed that the unbecoming may actually profit from their lack of looks because people tend to expect less from the unattractive. So when they surpass those low expectations, they're rewarded, whereas the attractive are initially held to a very high standard. And then they're hit with a beauty penalty, so to speak, if they fail to deliver. So you might see this as wages being depressed over time. And um, 
some of the scientists who co-authored the study said that we have really high expectations for attractive people. And most of the time, they just don't live up to them. And I just happened to be, I thought this was a very interesting article. Um, Florence Ziegfeld said, beauty in the flesh will continue to rule the world. And I guess we're always going to be paying for beauty in one way or another. Not long ago, and actually, um, this was interesting. When I was uh, visiting the studio in Arizona and I stayed at one of the resorts, I checked out the spa menu, where which is, they call it, fun, friendly, and naturally grand. And as much as I wanted to indulge in some of these things, it would be, it, it's pretty expensive if you are planning to do anything. If just a regular facial was over $120 for 50 minutes. So that's, a, that's pretty pricey, especially when there are a lot of other places that are popping up that you can get things. For example, here in California, we have now these reflexology places where Anywhere between $25 and $40, you can get anything from an hour to two hours of reflexology. Some of it's just feet. Some of it is full body massage. Whereas at a spa, they advertise these uh, spa days, you know, like maybe up to $600 or more. So it's very, uh, it can be very costly to take care of it. My premise is take care of your skin. Just keep it washed. Don't wear, if you're a woman, don't wear too much makeup. Just keep your hair clean and your teeth brushed. And, you know, those kind of things bring out your inner beauty because I think that is probably more important than anything else in life is to bring out your inner beauty. And when we do that, I think we'll be a lot happier than always worrying about uh, what the mirror is saying to us. We don't want to be like the the evil uh, stepmother in uh, Cinderella because she really um, she really had some kind of bad things to say. She wanted her mirror to tell her all the time that she was this beautiful creature when she really wasn't. Well. The, that was my segment on um, beauty, which I thought was pretty interesting. And now I want to start talking to you, and I'll, do, I'll, fill, I'll finish it off in the third segment. If you are interested in encouraging positive thinking and forging friendships, you want to spend time with a good book. You can share the gift of happiness, and reading really does bring you happiness. Joseph Addison said the grand essentials of happiness in this life are something to do, something to love, and something to hope for. Choose to be happy. When Lincoln said, you're about as happy as you choose to be, that was really a right-on statement. People pursue happiness while others create it. I would recommend we go out and create our own happiness and have an attitude of gratitude and then share the gift of happiness. We have a rule here on the radio show as well as I write about this in all my books, Be the Star You Are and Be the Star You Are for Teens. And it is smile, have fun, and be wild and crazy. And what those three rules are all about is really being happy, being more playful, and creating this entire attitude of uh, having fun in life and being happy. So remember that that is one thing that you really want to do. Now, speaking of happy, 
one of our teens who is the co-host of our the show that I produced, Express Yourself, on our sister network, Voice America Kids Network, Young Ju on. She wrote an article that just recently got published called Reading Sets the Mind Free. And I thought that this, I should read this to you because I'm going to talk about how reading makes you happy in the next segment. What she says is watching television was not part of my childhood experience. Some may think that I was a stereotypical Asian child with parents who forced education on me from an early age. Although my parents canceled the television subscription, I was not deprived. I love to read, and my enjoyment for reading has continued through my teen years. Books and educational toys can make a child smarter, but they can also influence how the brain grows, according to new research by the Society for Neuroscience. Parents can help young children develop their cognitive skills by providing a stimulating environment, and my parents did just that. After a long day, reading is a wonderful way to unwind. Reading allows the mind to imagine settings and characters while entertaining our souls. Our brains thrive on imagination and creativity. My brain is always so exhausted after school, and it's tempting to watch TV. I choose to read because it relaxes me no matter how tired I am, said student Eureka. As a passive activity, when we watch television, our brains don't interact with characters or with scenes. Educational stimulus is prevented as we watch Scenes unfold without participating. Books, on the other hand, teach us about history, about society, about the world we live in. The more we read, the better writers we become. Greek tragedies like Antigone or Steinbeck's East of Eden are as relevant today as they were when they were penned. Human behavior has not changed much since Shakespeare was writing plays. The hero's journey, a popular theme in fiction, may have been first witnessed in the Odyssey, yet continues to form the plot lines of movies and novels today, such as Star Wars and The Hunger Games. Whether we read for entertainment or for education, it's important to incorporate reading into our lives. Reading gives us a perspective into other people's existence, a view of the history of humanity, and a glimpse into a possible tomorrow. My parents were wise in developing my addiction to books. Reading is the key to opening the door to a successful future. And if you want to give your gift that will benefit you a lifetime, open the floodgates of imagination and read. Books set us free. So this was by Young Ju On, and you can hear her every Tuesday at noon Pacific on Voice America Kids on the radio show, Express Yourself. And Young Ju is 15 and she is a junior in high school. She's also the the co-president of Club Be The Star You Are. And she loves volunteering, writing, and learning new things. And talking about volunteering and books at the moment, Be The Star You Are has partnered with um, Angels of God Clothing Closet in New Jersey, which was founded by a 13-year-old who's actually on our radio show, Express Yourself, Caitlin Darrow. She's now 15. And it's to help people in that area who need resources. Well, since Hurricane Sandy, that uh, that part of New Jersey was devastated. And we are shipping books to New Jersey. And her shelters are giving the books out to the people in need. So we do need donations to do the shipping and to get the books, to get to all these people. 
If you are kind enough, please go to btsya.org and then click on Hurricane uh, Sandy Disaster Relief. You can watch the video of just what Be The Star You Are does in the times of disasters. And hopefully you will click on the donation page because it's very important um, to make a donation for that. We also have other activities going on, so check the event calendar. And, of course, any donation that you do make to Be The Star You Are charity is 100% tax deductible according to law, and we hope that you will be generous. So we are going to go to a quick break right now, and when we come back from break, I'm going to be talking to you about how reading makes you happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Stay with me. The star you The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to talk. Whenever a natural disaster occurs, Be The Star You Are Charity mobilizes to get books, DVDs, videos, games, and other resources to the victims through our Operation Disaster Relief Program. With the terrible devastation caused by Hurricane Sandy, Be The Star You Are has launched Operation Hurricane Sandy Relief to ship resources to the East Coast. You can make a difference in the lives of someone in need. Make a donation today. It's Kids Helping Kids. Be The Star You Are is collaborating with Angels of God that is a nonprofit founded by our 15-year-old Express Yourself teen reporter and co-host, Caitlin Darrow. Angels of God will distribute all the resources collected and ship them to the facilities to the residents in need. Visit www.btsya.org. That website again is www.btsya.org. And thanks for your support. Everyone counts. Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature star-style consultations with personalized sessions by phone or in person. You'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7827. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. CynthiaBryan.com. You can be the star you are. Looking for unique, one-of-a-kind gifts for the special woman in your life? The Carmony Collection creates handmade handbags, clutches, candles, and canvases from vintage and recycled fabrics, bangles, and beads. Be eco-friendly and fashionable with prices for all pocketbooks. Visit www.carmonycollection.com. That's Carmony with a K and Collection with a K. Or call 925-785-7827. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Be the star you are. You are the star. Turn up the volume, grab a seat, and get ready to be challenged, inspired, and motivated to greatness. It's power party time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your hosts, the mother-daughter dynamic duo, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. 
Well, welcome back to Star Style. Be the star you are. Thank you for staying with us where the world comes to talk and listen. My name is Cynthia Bryan, and this is a show of positive book talk. And talking about books today, I am the author of six books. And if you ever want a great gift to give to a loved one, we hope that you will pick up any of these books and uh, you can get autographed copies. Because when you give the gift of a book, it really is the gift of a lifetime. You can get the books at bethestarur.com or you can go to starstyleradio.com and click on the store. And it is a tax uh, deduction and a tax write-off for Be The Star You Are charity, which will help us get more books to other places and other shelters. To date, we've donated more than $1.7 million in books to causes, hospitals, juvenile halls, and, of course, the disaster relief. And we have uh, logged in over 350000 uh, volunteer hours. So it's really pretty amazing. We've donated to 80 different charities. So I hope that you will help us make a difference. So let's talk about how books can make you happy. Because when you're reading, spending time with a story encourages positive thinking and it also fortifies friendships. So by picking up a book, you're really igniting your imagination and you are just sending those sparks that can bring another person into the realm of the extraordinary. And, and you know, fantasy as well as you're creating, you're painting your own pictures. It's so much fun to watch a movie, but when you're reading a book, you're the producer of your movie. You're the director of it. And it's your imagination that does it. It teaches empathy because stories provide life-changing perspective. Getting wrapped up in the lives of characters strengthens your ability to understand others' feelings. Seeing the world through the eyes of Jane Eyre, for example, may make it easier for you to relate to your own sister-in-law's viewpoint. Books help you connect. When you identify with characters in a book, you experience a kind of real-life relationship that can enhance your sense of inclusion. In other words, reading, for example, Marley and Me may increase camaraderie, camaraderie with dog owners in the park. Memories. A happy ending can lift your spirits. And novels may drum up positive feelings in more subtle ways, too. Even minor events in the narrative may unearth warm memories and brighten your day. Does the lead character attend a beach barbecue? You'll think about a time that you went to a sand and surf party, and you'll feel that you're really there. Inspiration. Reading about someone who overcame obstacles may motivate you to meet your own goals. If you'd like a raise, following a character into the boss's office may give you the courage to make the same request. And the more you can identify with the character and experience the events as if they were happening to you, the more likely you'll be to take action. For example, in the book, Be the Star You Are, 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference, which I call this my heart book. And the reason I call it my heart book is because for some reason it just seems like it it wrote itself. I've had so many people 
write to me, call me, come up to me and say that the book has been absolutely life-changing. You're meant to just open it. Wherever it opens is what you need for that day. And the way I wrote the book is I divided it into 99 very short chapters, chapters that are only one or two pages long so that it makes it easy for you to uh, to enjoy it right away. For example, you'll have, you know, the gift of being, you'll have the gift of joy, you have the gift of imagination, the gift of reading, the gift of hosannas, which was kind of one of my favorite ones because uh, I talked about my mom in there, the gift of healing, gift of faith, gift of hope. And so at the end of each of one, you there is a, a quote as well as a lesson so that you can learn from what you've read. But what people say is that they identify with the stories that are in there because there's all true stories. So when they're reading the book, they see themselves in that inside the book, and it makes it really personal to them. And this is the experience that people have reading books in general, is that you become one with a book. So as most of you know, I'm a gardener, and I always say a book is like a garden in your pocket. So make sure that you pick up a book today, whatever book, and read a few pages. They, It has been said that the people who have uh, books in their library, you can almost tell their economic background and how much they have in the bank by how many books are in their home because books make us smarter. So let's get you guys smart and read a book. Now, there are, um, we've been talking a lot about school and kids and and uh, parents and education, you know, and of course, reading, but what do you do when your child hits a rough patch in school? You know, it's it's really tempting for parents to swoop in and try to smooth everything over. But educational experts say that more hands-off approach provides valuable lessons for kids. And it's going to make life easier for you as well. So it's much better if uh, we as parents don't try to intervene. I'm going to give you some examples. Compared with previous generations, today's parents are far more actively engaged in children's academic lives. And by and large, schools have embraced the shift. I mean, there's no question that parental involvement increases school success for kids, and that most deans of any educational program will say that. But the right kind of involvement is key. Some well-meaning moms and dads forget that as kids grow older, it's best to step back and play a supporting, not a starring role in the school environment. And here's how to do it so that your kids benefit. You want to ask questions early. You already know that back-to-school night's a chance to meet your child's teachers and check out the classrooms. It's also a great opportunity to get specifics on how to help your child work, study, stay organized at home. And after the teacher gives her presentation, you want to ask questions then. You want to ask, uh, are students expected to study their own notes before unit tests? Is she going to hand out a sheets? Will she post homework assignments on a website? Or are students responsible for copying them off the board like I was when I was a kid? You want a clear-cut understanding of the teacher's expectations and instructional style so that you can help guide your child through the year ahead. But 
you throughout the year you don't want to just step in and do something for your kid. You want to mediate from a distance. If your child gets off to a bumpy start with the teacher, you might not need to intervene directly. Older kids can work through the issues on their own. You want to listen to your child as they describe their problem and then suggest ways that they can address it with a teacher one-on-one. For example, if a child feels that his math is covering or his math teacher is covering too much material too quickly, just advise him to approach your after class and say, you know, Mrs. Smith, I'm having a hard time keeping up with the the math lessons, could you help me figure out a way to get up to speed? When you give them some helpful language, it allows them to get the help they need without having you, the parent, get in the middle of things. And from my experience in both teaching and working with all the thousands of kids I've worked with over the years, I've always found that I forge a much tighter connection with the kids that come up and really ask for help and talk to me as opposed to the kids whose parents are the ones that intervene. Because I want the kids to be successful. I'm about the kids. I'm not about the parents. Now, don't play the blame game. Some classroom issues do warrant a speedy response on your part. For example, if your child complains that a teacher gave detention unfairly, it would make sense to get in touch with the school right away to make sure that your child's just not making it up and then also to see if there's something else that needs to be done. But withhold judgment until you hear the whole story because... You want to open the conversation. Here's what my child is telling me and how she's acting at home. Can you tell me what's going on in class? You might discover that your child omitted certain details and that she received detention deservedly. Again, maybe she didn't, but you want the whole story. I and all of us, I know, have known excellent teachers and then we've also known vindictive teachers. So... When I was growing up, my parents had an attitude that the teacher was always right. But over the years, I really saw how that's not the truth. Um, teachers are humans, too, and they have bad days, and sometimes they take it out on their kids. So we do, as parents, just have to be alert. But, you know, don't always jump on your child's side until you know the whole story. You have to know how to get in touch and how not to. If you have something you need to address with the teacher, find out how he or she likes to communicate. Some teachers like phone calls, you know, after a certain hour. Others uh, want emails during free periods. You want to respect a teacher's preference, and that will ensure that your concerns are addressed as quickly as possible. Steer clear of the approach that no teacher prefers. That's being ambushed with an impromptu parent-teacher conference before or after school. Don't just show up. You absolutely have to make an appointment. Schedule a meeting in advance and let them know what it is you want to discuss. This allows the teacher time to gather his or her materials and the information they need about your child and make the meeting productive for everyone. Remember, teachers don't only teach your child. They may have, you know, up to 50 other kids that they're working with. Accept cause and effect. Do-overs for midterm exams, week-long extensions for book reports, extra credit. When kids drop the ball on schoolwork, many parents respond by inundating teachers with special requests. But you're going to do more for your child by allowing her to face the consequences. So if your daughter does poorly on a test, do some, uh, do some digging and to find out if what she did was what she really was doing poorly on the test on her own, or did she just not study? 
So let's see. Um, getting some good grades is one thing, but it's even better to earn them. And that is what's really important. At some point, your kid is bound to get an instructor that they, he doesn't click with. So here's how to tell whether a classroom move is in order. Every kid in your child's grade wants the fun teacher. I mean, everybody wants the fun teacher. I wanted the fun teachers. You know, the one who rewards hard work with uh, cupcake parties. <laughs> your child ends up with a really strict teacher and the one who rewards hard work with maybe more hard work. So don't be too quick to request a new instructor when your child doesn't mesh perfectly with the assigned teacher because learning to get along with people of different personality is part of life. That is what the real life situation is going to be. Plus, more schools create classes to reflect a balanced mix of needs and strengths and they don't want to recalibrate what their method is unless there's really a very pressing problem. So there are some justifiable uh, reasons that you may want to request a different teacher. If you feel that your teacher isn't providing sufficient feedback to help your child grow and improve, if your teacher has a pattern of being overly punitive, if your child has a learning disability or some kind of challenge that the teacher is unable to address, and anytime learning is seen as being negative, a child should not have to stick it out in that class. So... That might be something. If this describes your situation and your attempts to remedy it with the teacher have been unsuccessful, make an appointment with the school's head administrator to talk about making a switch. And, you know, keep the dialogue healthy. Again, there are a lots, of, um, lots of books out there, getting back to our topic on books, that you can help you navigate the whole school system. But one of the keys is just to get books that your kids like. Take Have an outing to the library. Libraries today are like social places. They're no longer there's, you know, the quiet little place that they used to be. These days, you know, they have coffee bars in them and juice stations and there are interactive activities and visiting authors and all kinds of different events. But take your child to the library and let them peruse the aisles and see what genres they like. And then stock up on some books. Do some reading together. It's also really important to let your kids see you reading. When you are actually reading, they'll be more inclined to read as well. But aim for at least, you know, 30 minutes to an hour a day. And it'll be amazed. You'll be amazed at how much you'll learn and how much more expert your child can become in a short time. And keep this in mind. It doesn't matter what they're reading, as long as it's something positive, obviously. But if they love trucks, let them read about trucks. You know, if they like robots, it can be about robots. If it's tech, tech. But reading is critical, and it'll help their education forever. And let them follow their dream. Well, I want to thank you all for being great listeners and allowing Heather and I into your life each week. Make sure you're tuned right here to World Talk Radio and Star Style, Be the Star You Are, every Thursday from 3 to 4 p.m. for personal growth success coaching as well as expert advice from renowned authors around the globe. You can change your life and you can make your dreams come true. We want to make sure that you give yourself permission to doodle, to wander, and to once in a while be totally unproductive. 
can relish such interludes, which will generate that genius to your creativity and your productivity, and it will increase your happiness quotient. You'll be able to do what others say you can't do. For more information about Star Style, visit StarStyleProductions.com to book a consultation for coaching, for acting, for media, for speaking, and for uh, general life challenges, 925-377-STAR. To make a donation to Be The Star You Are charity or help with uh, Operation Hurricane Relief, you can go to BeTheStarYouAre.org or BTSYA.org. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, and motivate. See beyond your physical being. Know you're already a star that you dreamed of becoming. Cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every moment of your life. And read a book this week. It is a garden in your pocket. And until next week, when we play again, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. I thank you and encourage you to shine brightly and be the star you are. Let there be light. Thank you for tuning in every week for the Power Hour on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Our goal is to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to reach for the stars and shine brightly. For further information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. You're invited to our Power Party next week and every week right here on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel with the dynamic duo, the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, our health hero, Heather Brittany, and the pioneers on the planet. We'll pour more champagne for the spirit with positive, uplifting, life-changing radio. Until we play again, be the star you are. You.